0: Hello, this is Darren Pulsifer, and welcome to Embracing Digital Transformation, where we investigate effective digital transformation using people, process, and technology. On today's episode, we're gonna talk about the information management maturity model and how we can use that model to help our organizations move forward. The information management maturity model is just a small little tool that we use to help assess organizations on where they're currently at as far as progressing and moving forward in uh, their data transformation, specifically around information management or data management. And a lot of times when you look at this model, you're going to find that you're gonna have pockets of your organization that are further along. Maybe they're up and governed or even optimized where a majority of your organization is gonna be down at basic, or you're still working on simplified or standardization. That's okay. When we look at an organization, we know that there's pockets. In fact, we expect there to be pockets um, because you want some groups more forward leaning than other groups so that they can go pioneer new things and try things out in in a, a lot safer environment than your whole organization moving all at once. So it's pretty typical. So if you're looking at this um, model and you're saying it's all over the place, Darren, break it down into a majority of your teams and then a couple of your teams that might be stars and moving further further ahead. So let's dive right into uh, this model and find out uh, what the different phases are. And, you know, ultimately we wanna move from where you're at today, which we'll find out, all the way up to what we call real-time enterprise where you have foresight and you're creating the future from your information and you're not just a slave to your information. So let's drop right into the first phase, which is standardized. Now, the standardized phase has three different sub-phases in it. And the reason we did this is because there's a majority of the organizations that are out there today that really fit in standardized. And if we just threw everyone in one big bucket, then they wouldn't see... Uh, what they w- could do next. So let's start at the basic. Now, basic is where you start if you've just been collecting data and you're just management by rea- uh, reaction, right? Oh, something happened, i oh, go do this, pull some data and find out what happened. Um, a lot of times your data is an- uncataloged, it's scattered all over the place, and you first, you're afraid to throw away anything at all. You, so you store everything on backups, on all this. In fact, I was working recently with a company. It's been around for a long time. They have 30 years of email backups. I think it's something like uh, 12 uh, terabytes of email backups and they're afraid to get rid of anything. This is not uncommon. I've seen this in many, many organizations. Um, So if you find yourself there, you may even be above standardized, but you're still afraid to uh, throw anything away. Pretty typical right now is people are, tr- are learning more about AI and uh, data mining of information. Don't feel bad about it. Um, eventually, we'll get to the point where we start doing better things with our storage. The next phase, once you get above basic, you're, you're kind of your first baby step, is now looking at data collection. Where is my data? Should I be putting my data into warehouses, somehow centralizing my data? just so I have an idea of where my data is and what can I do with it. So I'm starting to centralize that. I start putting in big storage solutions uh, where I have now these big uh, data storage solutions and everything's in one place. That's that centralized mentality. It's all focused on finding out where your data is and bringing it back. The next logical step that people take, especially when they start running out of storage because now they're collecting everything and storing it in one place, is they start simplifying and doing data consolidation. They start looking for deduplication of data. Great example is how many versions of the same uh, Word or PowerPoint presentation do I have um, being stored in emails that are sent to everyone? That's a huge problem, right? Taking up a lot of storage. Um, that's, a there's simple ways that you can, um, normalize that data and, and look at copies by using more, uh, centralized, um, repositories, sharing through collaboration tools instead of through email, things like that. The other thing that you're going to do at this time is you're going to start cleaning your data. You're going to start getting rid of some things that are duplicates or erroneous data, um, that you can easily identify. You're also going to start looking at normalizing your data. Um, A zip code is a zip code, uh, no matter where it's stored and understanding, you know, what those normalized data um, attributes are. So if I have a customer record, that's a great uh, thing to normalize on, right? That I don't have um, the same um, customer in my system multiple times because someone capitalized it once and didn't capitalize it another time. We see this in uh, a lot of CRM systems that are out there today. It's hard to then correlate all the data. Everyone's afraid to get rid of something. So normalizing that data, it's a heavy lift, but it's an important step that a lot of people um, need to make. The other thing that we start seeing in this data consolidation or simplification uh, phase is using centralized tiered storage. Not all your data needs to be in hot storage. So we have hot, warm, and cold, and even glacier storage that may even go off onto a public cloud because it might be cheaper just to store it there long term. So we start seeing technologies and process and then some organizational changes having an effect in this simplified world. Now, once you've mastered simplification and you now have mastered the whole standardized phase of the IMMM, the I3M—I don't know what to call it—the Information Managed Maturity Model. Now we move on to now we're going to actually start managing our data. So let's take a look at the managed phase. In this phase, we only have one step in here. We could probably break it into multiple steps, and we probably will over over time as we um, start identifying different phases in this as more customers uh, start moving uh, more into this space. The managed Uh, Phase is all about now actually managing my data life cycle management uh, Creating a metadata um, that helps me understand my data better the concept moving from data Warehouses up into data lakes now where I can actually run multiple Reports have multiple streams of data now coming into my data lake There's a great paper out there on data lake or data swamp. Uh, You can find the link on our on our blog about that, also establishing data lineage. Where did this data come from? Is it derived data from raw data? Who originally owned the data? All those things start having an important play in managing my data and lifecycle management. Other things we start seeing in this phase is big data analytics start playing a big role. Big Data Analytics helped me now derive new data and information actually out of my data that I can actually do something valuable with. It's the beginning stages uh, when we're in this phase. We're just now starting to take advantage of some of those tools that are out there. A lot of the tools have been out there for a long time. We're just now starting to uh, see a large adoption of these tools. So Big Data Analytics, Hadoop, Spark, those sorts of things that are out there. And on the infrastructure side, we're starting to uh, see a movement in this phase away from big centralized storage to more storage virtualization. So now I can easily spin up um, and tear down volumes of data as they're needed. Um, and the automated lifecycle management of that storage can happen on the back end with this storage virtualization as well. So managed really kind of moves me into. What I would say today, this would be not bleeding edge, but this would be a front edge of where a lot of people are at. They're just getting their feet wet over the last year in this stuff. Um, Maybe even the last two years in some people's cases. And it's starting to become operationalized. So I see a lot of organizations that are like, hey, we're doing really well because we're at managed. And I would say, hooray, you guys have moved beyond uh, where you were before with just the standardized. Now you're managed. Now the next phase that we see people, the most logical phase moving up now is governed. And with the governed phase, we start seeing even uh, the the best way to look at it is that now I have centralized uh, governance across all my data sources. It's almost like having managed, uh, not just the infrastructure or the data itself, but now I'm gonna actually manage and govern the information. Is it classified? Is it fitting in my data compliance that I have? I've injected security in there, so only the right people are accessing the right data at the right time. Even your sysadmins can't access data because of the criticality of the data or the classification. In a lot of cases in government, classification is a big deal. So making sure people have the right authorization and identity to access that is where we start seeing this uh, really uh, come into play. Another interesting thing we see in this phase is people are starting to use AI. And they're starting to use AI in different ways, both to derive information about the data that they can use for um, business reasons or even tactical uh, reasons like in the Department of Defense so that they can make um, life-threatening decisions very quickly. So we're starting to see basic AI being used for that. And we're also seeing basic AI being used to actually manage the data as well, um, uh, which is very interesting. We're seeing basic AI being used for data security and, and things like that as well. So And um, the next uh, level that we see here is we see the virtualization of data um, and it's now being distributed. So we don't have that centralized um, data center anymore. Now we've got data that spread across multiple clouds, across IoT devices, across private data centers. And now I have to manage that in a distributed way, which is very interesting and governed is really uh, that phase where we're starting to see that. There are some organizations that have already started moving in this space, but they are very much leading edge, not quite bleeding edge yet. Um, And there are a lot of tools out there to help in this space. Um, Some of them are pretty young still, some of them with startups, but it is most definitely um, uh, tools are available in this space today. The next phase that we wanna look at is what we call optimized. So when we look at optimization of data, we're now starting to consolidate into fewer data sources that are really valuable. So now I can really start looking at um, automating metadata ta- uh, meta tagging um, because right now when you do metadata tagging in uh, the previous phases is very time consuming. A lot of people are involved in doing that And because things are now more automated, I don't have to store everything. I have made some decisions on what data is most valuable. The automation of the meta tagging is helping out with that. In a lot of cases, I don't have to look at repeated data series that are coming up. I can start looking at Poisson events, things outside of the statistical norm that I want to really pay attention to, especially when you're talking about very specific types of application, like cyber threat detection, or um, when you're looking at anomalies in a surveillance or anything like that. Other architectures that we're starting to see pop up and optimize is something called the distributed data lake, or a data mesh is another term that's been used for that, where I'm no longer moving data into one data lake or multiple data lakes, I'm now trying to process as much data where it's collected as I possibly can. This is really good when we start talking about IoT um, and pushing out uh, smart devices and how we manage those smart devices and all the data that are being collected on those uh, sensors and things like that. The other thing that we're starting to see really populate, we're beyond basic AI now. Now we're talking about data inference, machine learning, deep learning, all those sorts of things are now really coming to play in this um in this infrastructure and how we deal with it um so we're starting to see those tools are are uh, much more available today than they have been, and I see that continuing to move forward and we've even seen hardware moved move into that data inference uh space so I can actually uh run you know quite a bit faster a hundred times even a thousand times faster than only uh, a year or two years ago. So some really incredible stuff is happening in that space on the hardware and software side. We're also seeing a change in um, architecture, systems architecture, where they're no longer going to be application-driven infrastructure, but now data-driven infrastructure. So instead of worrying about uh, an application landing on infrastructure, it's now going to be an application is using data where is the data reside maybe the application needs to land closer to the data or maybe i need to segment off part of the data or uh whatever the whatever the case may be so those are the sorts of things that uh we're going to uh, be looking at um in the optimized uh, phase of things now let's move on to innovation Now, this is where we really want to get to because now we can really start doing some interesting things with the data that we have. And this is where deep learning is really playing an important role. And this is where we get into that real-time enterprise that we want, where I can make decisions um, and decisions are being made automatically, both on... My infrastructure, my product marketing, my product development, all those sorts of things are now all completely data-driven and we have more and more automation. And we break innovation down into three sub-phases, insight, perspective, and foresight. Let's start with insight. Insight is really um, data-driven decision-making based off of um, I, I can see what's going on in my ecosystem. It could be in my supply chain, my customer, uh, my CRM system, my customer acquisition, my product development, or it could be in my manufacturing. I'm getting insight into what's actually going on, right? If we take that to the next level where I'm now prescriptive, now my AI and my systems are now telling me what I should do about the insight that I gathered before. Insight by itself is is very valuable, but it still requires human interaction and understanding and intuition that we have when we're seeing um, this information. Prescriptive will now be making suggestions on what would be the best course of action based off of this data that we have. And again, this can play an important role in your whole organization um, from supply chain all the way up through customer acquisition, Software development product development, whatever whatever the case may be the more that we get information from our Field from the manufacturing floor Whatever it is the more prescriptive we can be about the decisions that are being made So now we've got data driven business um, From this and then the ultimate where we really want to get to is foresight Where now the data is actually helping me create the future Whether it is, uh, let's say I'm in an IT organization using foresight, I can um, know how much capacity I'm going to need. I can project that capacity out based off of historical norms that I've had or based off of um, changing conditions in my competitors. Foresight requires a lot of data coming in, a lot of training of models, and ultimately that's where we want to get to which leads us to that real-time enterprise. That's our ultimate goal, right? That's where we want to get to. So as you can see, there's a lot in this information management maturity model. Don't get disheartened when you look at this Says Darren, you know, I'm sitting down here at centralized. I'll never make it past centralized. You may feel that way, but pick something in that same uh, level or above that level where you can say, you know what? Maybe if we just looked at metadata management, we can can move beyond just cleaning our data and now augmenting our data with something that will help you start moving in that direction. I also suggest to people that they also put out a small group that is your pioneering group. They are your, you know, I'm going to plow ahead. Um, Have them work on specific things in those next layers up those next phases as you move forward so that they can be in front of you, learn from their mistakes quickly, and then um, bring that feedback into the whole organization. So when you do make moves forward and up the chain of maturity in managing your information, that it's done on um, a a sure footing so that you're not, you know, oh, am I sure I'm, I'm doing the right thing? I hope uh, this uh, has helped you guys out. Take a look at our blog um, to find out um, more information. There's a white paper out there and um, also a great uh, picture of the maturity model that you can use in your organization. Thanks for listening to Embracing Digital Transformation today. If you liked our episode, go ahead and give us five stars on your favorite podcast or video streaming site. You can also find out more on embracingdigital.com. Until next time, keep moving forward and embrace the digital revolution.